We are far too humble to receive praise. I can't help it. You deserve praise. We deserve to be beaten with our food. Well, I would rather eat it. It's so mm, incredibly good. Now you've praised us too far. You must leave our humble home. Get out, Praiser. Welcome to the world of, well, usually tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage to the past the movie reboots of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And that was, um, and that intro was a mess. It was not great. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, usually we are talking about Futurama, but... Not this week. Since we just finished the movies, uh, finally done with all of those. We We did it. We usually do like a... A uh, postseason break of some sort. This week, we actually ended up watching the first episode of the new Netflix television spectacular, <laughs> uh, brought to you by Matt Groening himself. Orange is the new black. No, just kidding. it was it's a good show. Disenchantment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was interesting watching uh, something very outside of Futurama, but still feeling like Futurama a little bit. Yeah, I will definitely say that it felt a lot like Futurama in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of the same voice actors. John DiMaggio was the king, of course. Um, You've got Maurice Lamar. Like, they all made, like... Little bit pieces there and there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't remember the voice actress of the the Grand Midwife, but she was definitely the, uh, like, Uh, uh, preacher. Trace McNeil, I think. Trace McNeil. Uh, Trace, 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 I'll just keep saying weird stuff. And but she was the. Uh, it, it sounded very much like she was kind of going for that role with the like pastor of the yeah the church. That was that was pretty neat. I'm like, it's the grand midwife. Yeah, it had a very ma- grand midwife sort of <laughs> feel. Um, and so yeah, it felt a lot like Futurama. Um, there were a couple of little background sight gags that Futurama loves to do. Um, the only one I specifically noticed was uh, there was a sign for a Kraken barrel. Ooh, I like which that. Which was very good. I didn't catch that. I, I caught one that I believe said dog milk. <laughs> Not sure why that's the one that was like, hey, what's that? Got it. Just Mike's crazy about that dog milk. Got it. <laughs> I guess. I, I suppose. Cow milk? No, that's that's two years ago. Yeah, so... Dog milk's today's milk. I suppose we should probably take a step back. And if you haven't seen Disenchantment or seen any of the dozens upon dozens upon dozens of ads Netflix <laughs> has been throwing at me on literally every platform that ever had an ad on it, mm-hmm. Disenchantment is the story of a young princess named... Uh, Bean. I don't remember what her full name is. Her full name, yeah. Bean is more of like a, an affectionate nickname. Yeah, it's it's something. Her name is something that like ends in the word Bean, and so yeah. she just goes by Bean. Uh, she's voiced by Abby Jacobs, which I think was a very good. Mm-hmm, yeah, from uh, from Broad City. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to be married off to some prince as a political alliance thing, and she doesn't want to because she'd rather just go drink and mostly drink and play cards and cause some trouble. Yep. That's then, literally where we meet her first. And playing then cards and drinking. An elf who is tired of being happy all the time because he's not actually happy being happy. And uh, his name's Elfo. I mean, it, 
<laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different elves with uh, with good names. They they're like all Shaco, Shaco, and uh, Returno, and Levo, and <laughs> was there Creepo or something? There's a weirdo, a weirdo, uh, who likes to watch uh, when the lights are off. Uh, so there's that, and then there's also a uh, Bean opens his box where she gets like a demon <laughs> named Lucy. Um, yeah. That's Eric Andre, right? Maybe. I, I'm terrible with uh, voice actors. Um, he, he's got that show on Comedy Central that's kind of like post-absurdist kind of ridiculous stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got a lot of big names. For, yeah, I'm impressed. You know, voice acting on this. Um, but yeah, and so it just sort of follows the... Well, the first episode specifically follows the... Uh, sort of set up for how she's going to be married off and then runs away and then meets Elfo and Lucy and they go on a lot of various adventures. And so that's sort of the plot yeah. of the first one. Um, I don't think we'll be doing like a beat by beat no, of I, like we usually do. I have very few notes because I, <laughs> I literally I was... didn't take notes. <laughs> I just I took some notes because I wanted to keep like things in mind. Like um, I noticed that Mark Mothersbaugh did the music. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that it, it kind of like it you once you once you read that it's like, "Oh yeah, I can kind of see where it's going with with Mark Mothersbaugh." I also really enjoyed the opening sequence. Yeah, the opening very sequence stylized. was good, very stylized. The music was a lot of fun. Sort of a a klezmer sort of sound, mm-hmm. but not like overly tr- klezmer. Yeah, it wasn't like klezmer, klezmer music. It was very klezmer sort of inspired. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think the opening, mu- like the music in general, mm-hmm. I do think that, I mean, okay. I'm, I mean, I'm going to. Okay. I'm trying to think of how I want to, because we, we don't have any sort of agenda here. Not really, no. Um, so I think, first of all, the animation and style, fantastic. Sure. I was really into it. Yeah, absolutely. They did a lot of the like 3D animation that Futurama did that feels a little like it goes into those 3D animation sequences and it just kind of feels a little wrong because it wasn't quite there in the early 2000s. Right. 18 years. God, 18 years later. Okay. (laughs) 18 years later. Hold on to that feeling, friend. (laughs) uh 18 years later, like it feels just a lot better. Like it has almost that cell shaded video game sort of quality yes, to it. It does feel that way. And it blends into the the sort of more traditional animation better. It works very um, well. The whole like kingdom that she lives in is just meticulously detailed mm-hmm. and all 3D animated. And I really liked the visual style of this show. Um, I liked... Uh, a lot of the world building was kind of fun. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, the the music was was a lot of fun. I think it was a really good sort of setup. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. And um, yeah, I think it was, it was very, very detail-oriented. Yes, I, I, I was pretty impressed. Uh, one of my favorite little Pete, if I'm just going to, I have like one beat that I just really adore. Okay. Um, it's when Elfo goes and finds the humble family. <laughs> where they refer to themselves, I don't have a name, you can call me Farmer, and then is like over- gushing about how good the food is, and it's like, get out of our house, we're overpraised. You're ruining our lives. <laughs> <laughs> that was just right down my alley. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I I would say probably 
there weren't a ton of moments where I was really laughing out loud. Sure. Um, the humble family was mine. It was, I loved it. There, there were definitely a few moments where uh, I chuckled and um, uh, my girlfriend, Sarah, was watching it sort of while we were waiting for our breakfast to uh, cook. And um, there were a couple of moments she also kind of chuckled at, but um, I think for the most part, it was enjoyable. Yeah, um, I would. I, I, would. I wasn't laughing out loud, like stop to finish. But I will say, you know, if you go back and listen to us talk about the first episode of Futurama, I think we kind of both felt the same way with early Futurama. Like it's enjoyable. Yeah. And it didn't. It didn't get to that point yet where it's like we're laughing out loud all episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, a lot of the Futurama beats of like the character development, the the, the heart stringy stuff that we talked about mm-hmm. in the first the first go round um, wasn't there yet at the at the at the pilot. So I, I'm, I wasn't expecting this pilot to be like, ooh, I have all this emotional attachment to these characters because right. I'm just learning them for the first time. Um, but but no, I totally agree. I thought it was it was definitely an enjoyable experience and left me wanting to watch more of it. Yeah, I mean that was going to be my next question of you know whether or not after watching the first episode, if uh, you were interested in more. Um, sounds like you are. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't make a podcast about it right now, past this one, unless. Unless but I'd have to watch. <laughs> I'd have to watch the rest of it to figure out if I liked it that uh, much. Yeah, no, I think I'm kind of on that same page where it's like it was a it was a pretty fun opening, mm-hmm. you know, introduction. We meet all the characters and all the world building, and it was I think it was very enjoyable. Oh, one one specific thing I, I did want to point out, kind of back to the style. Okay. Is just that sudden shift to when we go to like this elf kingdom where everything is happy and they're <laughs> literally making candy to earn candy. Elfo points out that this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense. Um, he also gets hung from the uh, the tree, and they're like, dang it, we're, you know we're not heavy enough to be hung. The From the supervisor, whose name is Supervisor. Um, <laughs> I, I did not catch fun. that. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little name tag that says Supervisor on it. It's amazing um, how everybody's named with their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I believe the, the, the one girl elf is called Kissy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm very very uh uh, uh smurf yeah feel. very like i didn't even i didn't even think about it until you just mentioned it she is literally the only female elf in this entire <laughs> land and um for a moment there she does run away with elfo almost almost um but yeah we you get the sudden shift to this elf kingdom and just like that really over the top bright like saccharine sweet uh like early disney sort of sure. feel like the color palette shifts sud- uh, subtly um they're singing like the dwarves would be and the all the the forest animals have that real like disney sort of aesthetic to them um yeah it was that was really great i think and then the cut when when he leaves the elf world and goes into the forbidden forest and it's just <laughs> dark and uh-huh. terrifying and he's like i'm so excited yeah. yeah. Um I I think I think the voice acting was really great in this. Like Yes. The, the, especially of the main 3, but also I really enjoy so I'm kind of a uh uh so the the voice actor that played Merkimer mm-hmm. the yes, the second son of the, the new heir to the yes. throne of Bentwood. Yes. Um and that's Matt Berry who is was the the uh guy from the IT crowd, yes. right? The uh the son of uh the son of 
denim, 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 yeah. denim renum. <laughs> and and he, I don't know what it is. It's just the bravado, the bluster that he offers he in the so voice. It's good so good as a prince. It's possibly the perfect casting. <laughs> yes, because there was definitely when he gets introduced, and I was like, "Who is that? That sounds so familiar." And then as they're sort of doing this chase sequence and he's he's telling his his uh, knights like triumphant things. And I'm like, that's the guy from the <laughs> IT crowd. Oh, my God. So perfect. It's so perfect. And then th- th- he says he gives lines uh, like I loved you since the, d- the day my my brother died. And it's just like a hundred percent perfect reading of everything. And he is such a treasure. Yes. Um, yeah. No, the voice acting in this was phenomenal. Yeah, like, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I think when it comes down to it, I think that's really what's going to get me to watch more of it is just the style and the voice acting were both great. And, absolutely. you know, while it's intros are always hard because you got to world build and character build and get people interested out the gate. Mm hmm. And I don't know how successful this one was in that. Like, I'm not super gripped by the plot or anything right now. But I think just the style of it and the voice acting and like, I'm going to come back for that. Yeah. I think. And and I think every show has its own unique proposition it makes. It's like, what, you know, here's what we are. You know, we're we're not exactly where we want to be yet because it's a pilot. We're Mm -hmm. giving this dry. But this is the core of the idea. Whether that's the style of the show, whether that's the people making the show, whether that's the plot. I think, you know, voice acting and style are just as important than plot for the first one. Especially because, I mean, as as we've kind of learned as people that watch media, like the pilot's not going to be 100% there. But right. if, if there's something you can say, yes, I think that's intriguing, you'll keep watching. Exactly. It's why my usual rule is I will give just about any TV show three episodes. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't get me by the third one, then it might not get me. But like that first episode is always so, you know, it, it's hard to do all that in a single episode. Absolutely. But yeah, I think I think the uh, just the the production of it is going to keep me coming mm-hmm. back. And I will uh, I think I'm going to keep watching and I'll probably do the whole season. There's mm-hmm. like what, 12 episodes? Something like that. On Netflix right now. There's something to the way that Futurama and uh, uh, Disenchantment share where they kind of like, instead of, you know, the Simpsons where you are start really tight, you are basically thrown into this world. Sometime with Futurama, along with the main character mm-hmm. with in Disenchantment, kind of not with the main character, but like this world's already mostly thought out. It feels even if, you know, stuff behind the scenes isn't quite, like decided on it feels like the whole world is built out and makes sense and has that kind of internal logic to it yeah which i i find really interesting that both futurama and uh disenchantment had yeah i think you're right about that yeah i don't know do we have any other specific thoughts about uh disenchantment um any other specific moments that really oh we got like this uh two mysterious people looking into like a green flame who Mm -hmm. are trying to they have some sort of nefarious plan we don't know what that is yet well um, i mean clearly like they wouldn't give it up in the first episode mm-hmm. this isn't I, a bond villain. i do think that was the one part of the the plot where i'm i'm like okay now hold on a second mm-hmm. 
There's a little bit more than it Because looks. we don't know who these people are. They're just watching Bean through this magical green flame, mm-hmm. which at one point he touches. <laughs> and she's like, careful, it's hot. And he's like, I know, I was there. <laughs> which I think Sarah and I both laughed at quite a bit. It's a very good line. Um, there, there's one moment that includes those two characters, uh, where they all go to sleep and it cuts between people (laughs) sleeping. It's like, why are we seeing like supporting shots of the evil characters sleeping? That it's just hilarious. And the flame has like TV static on it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just those little touches that, that get me and that Uh are really adorable. Yeah. No, I, I, so I did enjoy, uh, I did enjoy those characters as sort of a, a, like plot hook um i think that like i said that was the one thing where i was like okay well no no i could be into this uh one character that i found um <laughs> i want to know more about but i don't know if i want to know more about uh is the stepmother who seems to be <laughs> yeah. some kind of fish bat monster uh-huh. thing well okay because so she's got a long lizard tongue right because uh she eats a moth oh right um that is flying around because yeah. and she's literally talking like on my wedding night I, uh, on my wedding day I had butterflies in my stomach too I shouldn't have eaten so many butterflies <laughs> and uh, then she her tongue comes out and like eats this moth or something that's flying right. around so she's got like a lizard tongue she sleeps upside down from the rafters, from the rafters yeah. above her husband's bed at one point she got aroused by the the what would have been her son-in-law uh-huh. and her they had like neck yeah like thing, little like neck, uh-huh. i don't even appendage not even appendages more like fins i guess mm-hmm. that just she's, kind of like shot out she's giving uh princess bean some advice about the wedding night and uh mentions tentacles beans like do you mean testicles <laughs> it's like i don't know just put your eggs on the shelf and get out of there <laughs> like that's okay uh, you know, I'm intrigued by the character because we don't we don't have any other details. <laughs> She's just, yeah, tentacles and sleeping upside down and lizard tongue and yeah, I I don't know what she, <laughs> who or what she is. I I'm very intrigued. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was a fun character. Yeah, I think also the fairy, which was. Definitely a uh, a woman of the night. I'll put it that way. Yeah, like a the scene closes and a a bird with like a hat and tie flies in, <laughs> and then he takes off the hat. And they hop into like a a hole in a tree, and it's just this. Oh man, it's it's some of the like the the smaller bits that are just there for for laughs are so good. Yes, I think, and I think those are the ones that really felt like you know back to to. Uh, feeling like Futurama mm-hmm. because Futurama would do that too. Not not always so uh, scandalous because right. it was on yeah this one on is Fox and this is on Netflix where uh, I mean we don't see anything but like this one does Bean just takes off her shirt because like she's told to change and so she's like all right and just lets it all hang mm-hmm. out and like I said we don't see anything right. but I feel like we just see her from know, the back. You you get on Netflix and you're just like I can do whatever I want. Yeah, it's and Netflix. There was a point where Elfo and and Kissy are in bed, seemingly naked. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're they they're pushing the envelope a little bit. Any other thoughts? No, not really. My my final judgment is that 
I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I mean, we've mm-hmm. we've called back some of the the jokes that we saw, and and I I enjoyed it, and I'd want to watch. I want to watch more. Yeah, and you know, I was I was uh, maybe a little bit nervous because I've I've seen a lot of people talking about it on various social media, mm-hmm. and on the one hand. Uh, I follow the official Disenchantment Twitter account, okay. which retweets an awful lot of people very much in love with this new show. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of friends that I know are like, eh, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it. Um, it's kind of enjoyable, but I, just, I don't know. So I was a little nervous sure. going in because I, I literally said aloud, like before I started this uh, episode, I was like, I don't know what I'm about to watch. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think honestly it, it felt very, you know, Matt Groening, you know, yeah, maybe not quite the cleverness of, you know, like golden era Simpsons, sure. but it definitely had a lot of that, that Matt Groening sort of writing in it. Um, it felt pretty, uh, familiar, yeah. but not too familiar. to finish it but not too not familiar Uh uh-huh so but no i i agree like it it did feel like you know probably you're right not golden era simpsons but it did mm -hmm. feel like simpsons futurama disenchantment it didn't it didn't feel out of place yeah and uh yeah i'm i'm looking forward to to watching more so yeah i don't i don't know that i have any other specific Nope. Um, specific things I want to mention. Um, I would just say that, you know, if you're a, if you haven't watched it yet and you're a fan of the Simpsons or, you know, I mean, obvi- I assume you're a fan of Futurama. You listen to this podcast. You, never know. Um, you could listen to this podcast to remind yourself how much you hate Futurama. Uh-huh. In which but case, these, but these two guys are just kind of funny, I guess. Um, you know, I'm not here to judge. That's, uh, <laughs> Not, not what I would do with my time. Um, but uh, everybody has their own way. Some people juggle geese. So, I'm sorry. Are you not familiar with this? No, I am not. It's a callback to one of the other greatest TV shows Fox has ever canceled, Firefly. I that I've watched Firefly, but I apparently did not grab that one. There's an episode where. This character, this brand new character played by Christina Hendricks gets married off to Mal. Okay. And uh, they're talking about the weird uh, backwards way that that this like basically space uh, hick town uh, marries off their women. And Wash says, I mean, you know, everyone's got their own customs like. You know, years before we met, I spent some time in this town where the the primary form of recreation was juggling geese, you know, like baby geese, like goslings. And um, so later on in the episode, uh, he's just like, hey, some people juggle geese. And it's a thing that Sarah and I say a lot because we both love Firefly quite a bit. I really need to rewatch it. It's been a good amount of time since i've i think it was might have been high school we are so sarah and i have been dating for two years okay as of this wednesday congratulations thank you and we are already on our second firefly rewatch uh together as a couple 
So we kind of watch it a lot. Fair enough. So, but I would recommend that one as well. That's another good one to yeah to watch. It probably doesn't fit so well into the Matt Groening verse, but no, <laughs> not at all. But another recommendation. Um, as long as we're giving recommendations, I'll just recommend Community. It's also very it's good. It's very good. Probably the first three seasons is enough, though. Um. Yeah, I think I think so. Um. But yeah, Community was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we've sort of half jokingly talked about community podcast after we finish <laughs> back to the futurama we yeah that we'll we'll see what that's, happens that's a year from now who yeah, knows we've got time for all i know we'll be like well we finished that never again <laughs> B- ben ben's any album you like takes off and then he leaves me in the dust uh-huh yeah i look forward to that so uh but no, with all that said, <laughs> uh, I would definitely recommend uh, Eliminate one episode in. For all I know, episode two is garbage. But one episode in, I would say maybe give Disenchantment a chance. Yeah. Take a chance on Disenchantment. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to get in contact with us and tell us how much I just put ABBA's Take a Chance on Me in your head. <laughs> because Mike definitely gave me a look. Uh, you can do so by emailing us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and anywhere else you could find your podcast. So rate us there, review us, subscribe, and send to your friends. And we can all watch Disenchantment together. Yeah, we're we're interested to know what you all think about disenchantment absolutely um no spoilers though yet because again we're one episode in Mm -hmm. uh so if you've seen the whole thing um you know maybe don't spoil that for us just yet yeah but we are interested to know what what your take is on it you know if it's another uh, amazing show by matt graining or if it missed the mark or you know anywhere in between or if it has room to grow maybe yeah so uh just let us know what you think about that and we will be back next week uh, back to our regularly scheduled programming, uh, where we are going to be talking about Rebirth. Rebirth. The I've already watched it. The <laughs> first episode in the Comedy Central reboot after the movie reboot after Fox canceled the show. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And the intro is just going to get longer and longer and weirder to say. Every time. Um <laughs> If we ever start talking about like the Futurama comics that come out, we're going to have to be like the comics based on the Comedy Central reboot of the movie reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. And boy, how do y'all ruin that one really quickly? And uh, yeah, so uh, (laughs) um, yeah, until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.